Parshas Pekudei begins with the accounting of the precious metals, stones, and materials donated to the Mishkan, and also a cheshben of how the donated funds were utilized in the construction of the Mishkan. The Pasik tells us that Moshe Rabbeinu gave a calculation of all the money that he received and how all of the money was spent, showing Klal Yisrael his honesty and integrity. But why did Moshe feel the need to do that? Moshe Rabbeinu, the greatest human being, the greatest prophet ever, why would he have to prove his loyalty and honesty? HaKadosh Baruch Hu himself had the ultimate trust in Moshe. Hashem said, Isn't that the greatest testament for Moshe's reliance and honesty? If Hashem trusted him, how can it be that the people didn't trust him? Furthermore, Moshe Rabbeinu was already extremely wealthy from the Pesoilus, from the remnants of the Luchas. The Gemara says in Sechtes and Darim, Hashem told Moshe, The Pesoilus shall be yours. We know that the tablets were crafted from the most valuable gems. Their remnants were priceless. So Moshe became enormously wealthy from the leftover fragments of the Luchas. So it would be absurd to think that Moshe misappropriated the funds of the Mishkan. So why did Moshe have to give an accounting of how all the donations were utilized? So there's a Medrash Tanchuma that says, the reason that Moshe felt compelled to explain how the funds were used is because he heard people critiquing him behind his back. They accused Moshe of siphoning off from the funds that were donated to the Mishkan. They said that he became wealthy by embezzling money that was earmarked for the construction of the Mishkan. Therefore, Moshe Rabbeinu felt it was his obligation to fulfill the mandate of Ve'yisem Nekiyem HaYishem Im Yisrael. And that is why, says the Medrash, he gave an exact accounting of how the funds were dispersed, and thereby teaching us the need for financial transparency for communal funds. The Talna Rebbe says that this story teaches us the far-reaching negative power of Leitzanim, of cynics and scoffers, to denigrate and speak Lashon Hara and make a mockery of another person is so incredibly enticing and so tempting that it doesn't have to make any sense at all. The slander spoken can be so irrational, so illogical, and the bloggers and gossipers will still try to sell it, even when the speaker himself doesn't really believe what he's saying. A person can be so attracted and infatuated by speaking Lashon Hara and mocking and denigrating another person, especially a leader or a person of prestige and prominence, that they don't even want to hear the truth, because that might hinder his goal of trying to destroy that person. As they say, don't let facts get in the way of a good story. Then the Talna Rabbi says something very interesting. A message for every Gabe or Askan or activist out there. He says, this story teaches us that when someone is Oisik and Sarchet Sibur, when someone is involved in community work and they give their time and effort, they get involved in things for the benefit for the community, they will inevitably be unfairly criticized. When things go right, they never get the recognition. But if one time something might be perceived that it is detrimental to the community, they will always be taken to task for it. And that is obviously unfair. The Torah is telling this Askan, don't take it to heart, because if they spoke about Moshe Rabbeinu in a derogatory way, then don't become frustrated when they speak badly about you. If you're involved in Tzarek Tzibur, try to be Nakim. Do the utmost not to do something that may be perceived as dishonest. But criticism should never discourage you from continuing your Klal work. The Satmarov Zatzal in the Sefer Divrei Yol offers a fascinating insight. 
He says, it's illogical to say that Kal Yisrael accused Moshe of stealing from the funds of the Mishkan. So he says, you know what it means that they accused Moshe Rabbeinu? They suspected that Moshe grabbed for himself the mitzvah of donating to the Mishkan. People rushed to donate to the construction of the Mishkan. And Moshe wouldn't allow them to donate any longer. He said, Dayam, we have enough material. Therefore, they surmised that when Hashem said that everyone should donate towards the Mishkan, Moshe Rabbeinu quickly seized the opportunity and donated all the funds himself and didn't allow anyone else to donate. And as we know, the schus of donating to the Mishkan was that people became wealthy. So the people were accusing Moshe Rabbeinu of donating it all by himself. And because of those donations, he became wealthy. What a beautiful insight. Therefore, Moshe Rabbeinu made an accounting. He showed everyone, this is how much silver you gave, and this is where the silver was used. This is how much copper you gave, and this is where the copper was used. And so on. But what about the gold? When it came to the copper and the silver and the other materials, Moshe Rabbeinu gave an accounting of where it was used. However, by the gold, Moshe Rabbeinu gives no accounting. He says how much gold was received, but he doesn't explain how it was used. So why didn't he give an accounting of how the gold was used? And here's another beauty from the Satmarov, and this is vintage Satmarov. He says, generally speaking, gracious people don't accuse other people of being liars and thieves. It's the misers, it's the stingy people that do that. People who chose to give gold to the Beis HaMikdash were generous people. They gave it with their whole heart. And Moshe Rabbeinu wasn't afraid of being accused by those people. Therefore, he only gave a cheshman of the silver and the copper and the other lesser materials. However, for the gold, it was not necessary. And now, we know. Have a wonderful day.